0: number 114 of Dr. Me First. Hey, I am your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I am so glad that you're here to join me today on another episode. I am talking to a fabulous colleague, Dr. Neka Ikochu. She's amazing. She's fabulous. You'll hear all the details about it, and she's coming to talk to us today about what intentional has meant for her life. You'll hear about it in the podcast, but she was one of the first listeners to reach out to me that we met through the Dr. Me First podcast. So she has a near and dear spot in my heart. I'm just so glad that even through maternity leave and changing jobs and all the things in between that we finally were able to record this episode. I think you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. I love it and I hope that it brings some joy, some inspiration, some hope into your life and listen hard because she gives her own kicks of encouragement. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. My friend and colleague, who I am so excited—it's taken us three times to get on here, but like you said, the third time's a charm. Doctor Neka Ikochu. thank you so <laughs> much for coming on, fellow DO woman. Tell Yay! us a little bit more about yourself and just the fabulous work you're doing in the world.
1: So excited to talk to you, Aaron, fellow DO, family doc. I'm a listener, so I'm fangirling a little bit, and I'm excited excited to also talk with your Dr. Me First podcast, Tribe Nation. My name is Naka Uchoku. I am a osteopathic family physician with a certification in acupuncture. And I'm a mom of five, my wife, sister friend, a lot of things. So I do have a background of between kind of sandwich between med school and residency. I did a, a master of public health in epidemiology and I'm trying to as we are all on this journey in medicine find my purpose and use my gifts. So absolutely. I'm excited to talk.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. How's it going with the hashtag mama five stuff? I know that the little one is getting there. Yeah,
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's growing like a weed. Um, you know, it's a it's an ongoing journey. I definitely I'm a different mom than when I had my first child. Amen. And, uh, yeah, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Lowe's commercial content. <laughs> In a way, it kind of, when you get more pressure on you, it's like, you really focus on what's important and then let some things go and have a lot more self-compassion. Try to enjoy it more, you know, just like enjoy the moments more. Mm. There's a lot that, we could all learn from young children. I noticed my kids are very present. <laughs> they're not worrying about what they have to do. <laughs> that interaction keeps me grounded. It's challenging, definitely, but it's definitely brought, I feel like it makes me have to be the grown-up. Like, okay, if they're the children, then clearly I have to be grown-up, and that pushes me in a good way.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's a great segue into your word today, which is intentional. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Tell me why you
1: picked intentional. You know, I debated a couple of different words, but I feel like that word has been one of the keys or, you know, cheat codes that's really accelerated my life in the past few months probably the first, from the first time we talked, obviously just the first time on air, but it just like having to be more intentional and like, it's almost like waking up from a sleep, realizing so much I've been doing automatic thinking and kind of letting the subconscious or just kind of going through the motions. And it's like, once I started to be curious, question things, be intentional about things, whether it's using my planner or more or saying yes to certain things and learning to say no to certain things, it really has opened up. And I'm at the very beginning of a journey. It's really opened up a different chapter of my life that I'm, like I'll say, scary, excited about.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But it's really
1: been good. It's really just allowed a lot of flow into my life in a way that it makes, it's making more sense than it did before. I had a wake-up call, realizing a lot of things were weighing on me, and it was affecting my health and well-being. And I, after that period, I told myself, you know what? I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to put on the calendar. I'm going to say no to who I need to say no to and say yes to what I need to say yes to. And if I at least tr- the practice of doing it. So that intentional almost like a battle cry against Mm -hmm. the burnout and the overwhelm we all face. We all talk about it in, you know, different circles and it's like, okay, yes, I am a family doctor and yes, I am a mom of five. So I'm not the wealthiest person and I'm not the person who got the most free time. So whatever I'm doing, I need, it needs to make sense. (laughs) It needs to be worth it. If I'm going to be away from my kids, it going to be worth it. And then when I'm with my kids, I want them to get the best of me. I really had to open my mind up to a different way of approaching what was in front of me, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in my personal life, even the way I use social media. I just had to start making more micro changes. And when you start doing it in one area, you start saying, hmm, what about this? Or what about that? I definitely feel honored to be able to share this with you because your podcast was one of those seeds that were planted in me to have the courage to make those changes and realize, you know, other women are doing it and it doesn't matter where you start. It's where you're going.
2: Oh, I'm so honored
0: by that. Thank you so much. That just makes my poor little heart just like burst with joy Mm -hmm. because you were actually one of the first listeners who emailed me and contacted me. And so I was just like, oh my God, this is really a thing. And, And just to hear that I got to be maybe a little small part, like a sentence in your story. Gosh, thank you so much for that. That's just so awesome. Well, let's get I mean, and Let's talk to
1: do it. Is what's getting you know, it was like you were very relatable, and it was just like, Yes, you're a your family doctor, you're mom, you're wife. It's like, I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And you have kicked me with encouragement more times than you realize.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Well, let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about okay. those seeds as far okay. as you know, the podcast, and then like finding people like yourself, other female physicians who Mm -hmm. said enough and like we're trying other things. And then that, how, how did that manifest in your
1: life? Well, um, and part of me, you know, then from African background, we tend to do a lot of stories or parables and feel like that helps to encapsulate this. One of the stories of how your podcast touched my life was I was on maternity leave and I was like listening the podcast waiting for to pick up a family member from the airport, you know, the cell phone lot. And one of your listeners and I don't remember the name, but she, the sentence she said was I don't work jobs that don't work for me and my family. And it was like a light bulb went off and I, would grab my, I was grabbed my phone and I was like let me see what Indeed.com is talking about because this current job don't work for me. Like, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity but when I know what was I was facing now with five children, the way I could work years prior and what I needed now it was like it wasn't adding up. Right. And just to say that it's not selfish, it's not weak, it's smart to say, no, this has to work for me and my family. And it was just like. It was confirming a lot of things, and they had the courage to just start trying things out. Now, I want to be clear because sometimes when people hear someone's story, they don't hear the bumps in the road. There was stuff I wanted, and I didn't get it. But the going out to apply, even going through interview process, it still gave me confidence and it gave me experience, and it helped me to take the information. You know, I'm a lurker. I'm a lurker. The this this podcast is for you i'm a lurker i look i read before i comment um and it was like you know what you deserve to even start the journey to find what you want and it's okay if there's disappointments if it didn't work out the way you expected you can take calculated risks so you're doing this because you're paying a cost and staying in something that doesn't work for you and you're going to pay a cost to get what you want. So I might as well pay the cost towards what I want. And then going back to like things you said about clarity, about going back to what is my ideal practice, it helps me to apply things from a place of strength and love and power and not out of fear and scarcity. So I was trying to, I was like, should I just go non-clinical? Like, you know, when you're just like, I'm done. I'm done. I, don't, I can't do this anymore. Laura's well, like, well, maybe you can do something clinical and just take it as an experiment. You're trying stuff out. You can change the way you work whenever you want to. There's no right answer. It's what's right for you, you know, as far as it's moral, legal, and ethical. So I've been toying with, uh, I tried disability eval and a utilization review and Some things fell through, some things fell off, and it was just like, that's fine. I think I didn't take it as I'm not putting my family into poverty, you know, all those scarcity things. I'm just trying something out and finding my fit. It's like going clothes shopping and trying out something. I didn't buy it. I just tried it on and put it back. And even if you buy something, you can return it within 30 days. It's okay. But the intention part was getting away from what was being done to me and focusing more on what I can do, I'm not—you know—some of what's being done to me, it's real, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, I come from a <laughs> marginalized population; those things are real. They are, but it doesn't steal my ability to manufacture my own sunshine, to dream, to set goals, to test out new habits. You know, so I wanted to take my power back. And, and sometimes you have to. I feel, my humble opinion, some people are built to rage against the machine and implement that change. And some people, you say that this is a toxic environment or it's not that it's toxic. It's okay. It's just not great. It's not what I need. And move on gracefully. Whichever one you find yourself in, being honest with yourself and what your needs are is a good place to go. And I feel like that being intentional part was don't buy the crap that you're a superwoman. Women of strength have a really good tribe and a team. And as in back, going back to our culture, women are in isolation. We're supported by other women. You know what I mean? Yes. You don't expect a woman to have a baby and be in the house by herself all day with the baby. So why do we think in a profession where we're made paid less, Yet we have the larger numbers coming into school. We're not in positions of leadership. And we could go through this by ourselves. Why wouldn't we fight for what we need and what we want so that we can be happy? So we can have more work-life harmony. I don't know if it's always balance, but harmony. Mm-hmm. It's being intentional and saying, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Boundaries, self-care, those being intentional. Like I don't just have to adapt to what's around me sometimes what's around me is going to have to adapt to me.
0: Yes, yes. That is powerful. It's Mm -hmm. so true. And I've seen you do that. I've seen you go from, (laughs) okay, how can I make this work? How did you make it work, Mm Erin? And now I really see you stepping in your power and being like, I am here, mold around me. (laughs) Fill in the audience on how your practice has shifted and how you've added in a new practice.
1: Ooh, okay, so... Well, I you know, I was like the regular schmigula, you know, primary care doc, you know, riding your keyboard. How I had to birth a business unintentionally in a way was, you know, you got burnout, needed a dopamine hit, and I decided to do this acupuncture course for a physician and it was really good. And I was like, great, I'm about to leave one job and go to another. And they were super excited about it. And I'm going to do acupuncture and osteopathic manipulation at the said job. The reality set in and it was like, you know, that's cute and everything for the marketing. But we really just need you to be, you know, referring patients to people and driving the business to the specialist and just be a family doctor. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that birthed Victorious Touch acupuncture because I might as well do it for myself. And I said, I'm not competing with you because you don't offer this and this isn't in my contract, right? Right. So I can do it at the pace that I want, the way I want for me. And this is while having family, um, and I don't have to necessarily say I'm going to stop everything else I'm doing and just do this. I had to accept, or I don't know if that's, you you check me, Coach, if this is a limited belief, but I felt <laughs> like I might have to, <laughs> I might have to take a couple more steps than the next person, but doesn't mean that it's not as meaningful the destination I'm going. Entrepreneurship is an awesome thing, and there's so many ways to go about it. For some people, they get that calling on them and, I'm out of here and I need to start from scratch. That might work for one person. Somebody else might need to be an entrepreneur or a seropreneur where, hey, I got this. And then I might be in a side gig situation until Mm -hmm. I can build it up. So no way is the right or wrong way. And then uh, like uh, Dr. Nekka Unachuca says that we're all brand you. Even if you work for somebody, you're still an entity upon yourself. So we always have to think about works what's works best for our brand. So I felt that, you know, they didn't feel comfortable with me doing acupuncture. So okay, I'll start an LLC. And I had to go through the steps of legal zoom and asking questions and cigarettes just start slow and go. How do I do malpractice as a physician? doing acupuncture. And the the course helps some, but not a whole, not a ton, ton, ton. You do have to make your little phone calls here and there. And a lot of the stuff I'm doing on lunch break or do when the kids go to bed or, you know, sometimes you do a little bit in between patients. A lot of computer stuff I have to do outside the house just because I have children seven to six months, seven to seven months. It's a lot of mama zone mm-hmm. when you get home. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: But I, I say that to encourage people that feel like, well, I can't have a business. I'm a mom. I can't do this. I'm an employee. I can't do this. It's like, you can. You can. And it doesn't have to be massive action. It can be mini action. And for me, it will probably be super overwhelming if I try to do some accelerated thing. I need to learn to build up my skills and my habits and form a system of success, so that I can maintain my sanity and well-being, uh, while the needs of my family is very real and my needs are very real. Um, I think also why I went to intentional being intentional in self-care because I like personal development. Like you give me a podcast, something to read, something to do, I'm all about it. But I also have to learn when to rest. Like, the, I just took my uh, the practical for the DOs, a family medicine practical, and I went back and I just rested. I just I did a little work, but then I was like, I'm just gonna give myself a night to not do anything, and it's okay because mm-hmm. I need to recharge my batteries. Like, sometimes we like to be on, on, on because we're learners, we're cognitive, we're used to cranking it out study hall and all that and it's great but sometimes we gotta rest
0: well and sometimes we use it as a distraction
1: so we don't have to be mm-hmm. intentional right like I was like I'm so busy charting I'm so busy was like mm, I watched a lot of tv like I've been on you know maternity leave a couple times I have seen more episodes of Kardashian that I should probably in public admit to so <laughs> if I have no time to walk through Scott and Kourtney uh, Kardashian's tumultuous relationship I got time to read and learn <laughs> and do the things and then fear stops us we I, I me personally I'm a scaredy cat you know I don't like to be out and about you know Growing up when you and when people notice you, they're making fun of you. Mm-hmm. So it takes a whole lot to get over that and say, but I have to be intentional about my purpose and serving. Like I'm saying this not just for myself. It's for the person listening that could be canceling out that idea that's nagging them. Much like acupuncture in a podcast, it nags me. It does not go away. I'm like, I don't have time to do this. I'm raising children. I'm in debt. I'm blah, 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 blah. I throw all my excuses at it and it won't go away. And
0: it keeps knocking at your heart being like, hey, let me in. I need you need me in your life.
1: It's almost scarier when people accept what you're doing. It's like, ooh, can you do acupuncture? I'm like, oh my God, I'm so afraid. And, you know, shout out to Coach Dr. Nana Corso is just like really having to work on mindset. And I'm not a woo person, and it's not a woo thing. To get where you want to go, you have to keep resetting your brain and you have to create in your mind and implement in your life those tools, those habits, those hacks, those things that help you get there. And you cannot get there alone, you can't get there alone. It's no point reinvent the wheel. I'm like, well, if Aaron Weiss didn't know how to do this, well, maybe let me try and see how I can put my Niger Black girl magic on it, you know, like. Yes, you know, girl, because your podcast me? is needed
0: in the world. It is needed <laughs> in the
1: world. Yeah, and this okay about the podcast. So it's coming. I'm, I'm putting in the universe. As I'm transitioning out of primary care to urgent care, a lot of my patients, and particularly a certain po- a population that looks a lot like me, mm-hmm. uh, feel very hurt. They're happy for me, but they're yeah. still hurt. And they're like, well, where can I find you? Where are you going to be? I'm like, baby, where I'm going? You can't follow me. Um, but you can follow me on my public Facebook page, Naki Dio. Can- well, if you know, how can I give you the feel of being in the family with me and talking about health issues and you know, with a little bit of kiki Ki of pop culture. Well, I can do that in the podcast. I said, well, if I had a podcast, would you listen to it? They said, yes. I'm like, okay. And it was like from them, it was like, well, I guess people really want this. And I'm seeing people, you know, friending me on that public page. And it's like, huh. In a way, so my fear will want to stop. with I don't do that. You hate the sound of your voice. And uh, you know, all the things, but I'm like, I'm in a job that's not going to stop me from doing this. As long as you hit your shifts, (laughs) they don't care what you do. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I need right now. Um, but it's like, it's scarier when you say it, you've prayed about it and it's doors are opening, uh, to say, I have to say my affirmations, you know, I'm a I'm a church girl. I still read my Bible verses. My Bible. That's just that's me. Um, I have to keep sit hitting the reset button to keep showing up and doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not natural. It took time. You know, for a lot of people, did you see them doing Facebook lives and speaking? Somebody had had to help coach them along the way. You don't just wake up in the morning and say, yeah, it's nice for me to do this. It has to build up. And I, I think I had so much of, I'm not at the perfect space. But then it was like, because I'm not, I'm even more credible to say this. It's like, I got a little basketball team in my house.
2: You know what I mean? I'm busy.
1: So if I'm doing this, it's doable. And it can, babe, don't despise baby steps. You know, there's a different challenge, but there's a different reward. And I found that people were relating to what I say, much like the one-on-one patient. Well, what if I I started doing a little bit of live streaming in different groups just kind of testing out like away from my friends and family because I was fearing the judgment. And I would just do this in little groups and people would respond. And then I started to share more publicly. And the whole reason for that being intentional and purpose is I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for other people. It's a service and serving somebody is really showing love. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is my love letter back to those patients? they can the hang I out with
0: you every week on your podcast. And I don't have
1: to chart. <laughs> have to
0: no say, charting, okay. no EMR, nope. no after hours call. Just yes. email me and I'll answer yes. you in three days.
1: <laughs> so that was really that um, push of not in a, ooh, I want to wheel it and deal it. It's more so of I want to exchange this information, the public health, the the osteopathy, the acupuncture, you know, and share that with people in a way that they can relate to it. Actually, the job I had as a graduate student at St. Louis University School of Public Health was to read health articles in predominantly white newspapers and predominantly black newspapers for a certain amount of cities like Chicago and New York and whatever. It was like at least five. And it was volumes of newspaper articles we had to read and tag. And I didn't know how formative that was going to be years later because it kind of let me know how are people being informed about health topics? Mm -hmm. What resonates with them? It really, public health was one of the things that drove me towards family medicine and relating to people and dealing with their healthcare beliefs. And how they understand health information and being able to open that door to kind of take what, you know, paying all this money is too loans to pay off and learn, but distill it in a way that they can receive it or at least attempt to. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think perfect.
0: I do. I see that in you that you are like amazing conduit to have consumed all the information, and now you get to disseminate it out into the world, and I am just so excited. I cannot wait to share this podcast when it gets out. I think it's going to be phenomenal.
1: I'm excited.
0: (laughs) And if people want to follow you so know when it comes out or they want to know a little bit more about about, uh, Victoria's Touch Acupuncture, where are some places they can go hang out with you?
1: Well, right now, my, probably the best place to find me is on Facebook um, at this time, because I say, like, let me get the information out, and then, God willing, website and fancy stuff will come. Like you said, one so, step
0: at a time.
2: One exactly.
1: step at a time. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I am on Instagram, not as much, uh, Dr. Naka, D-O-N-P-H, Um, but probably Facebook would be the best place to find me, my public Facebook page. Naka Ichoku Dio, um, and then uh, Victoria uh, Victoria's Touch, um, Medical Acupuncture, um, the business page. Those are Wonderful. probably the, the best two ways to um, reach out to me. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn and stuff like that, but I would say probably the two is where I get the most activity.
0: Yeah, I'll and put that um, in the show notes, too, so that nice. we all can connect. It's really
1: about starting small. Sometimes you get so hung up on, I need a fancy graphic design, I need a fancy website, and, you know, sometimes you just need the basics, like I started doing acupuncture on a few patients when I was on maternity leave. I was like, well, I'm not going to work. You know, just schedule a few, and sometimes I started, when I was, I was doing it on people at work, on the MAs, on the lab tech, on my colleagues, and I was just get needles into people, and, you know, so don't I wasn't charging them at that time, but don't, don't, don't despise humble beginnings.
0: Absolutely. You want to know my humble beginnings? So, you know, my business name is Truth Prescriptions. And Uh how I started is I just started making little social media squares that were Truth Prescriptions. And like you said, like small steps. And then I got Mm -hmm. empowered to like, start talking about them. And then I discovered Mm -hmm. coaching, but yeah, Mm -hmm. the humble beginnings of truth prescriptions, just like the humble beginnings of your acupuncture, Mm -hmm. you just start and you just know that it's going to grow. And you just are intentional about saying, okay, show me the way.
1: Right. Right. And then, and then with that community, because it's like, I got, how do I do this? I don't even know. Like, can you like send some people my way? And it's like, I had bought some, you know, people had like their Black Friday packages and somebody had this passion for coaching. I'm like, okay. And I like sat on it for months. And when I went back to it, and it was like the Carson was like, what were you gonna reach out to me?" It's Like I was busy being overwhelmed and burnt
0: out. Like, but Nana's wonderful for everybody yes. who doesn't know. You guys need to go back. I'll put a tag in the show notes as well for the episodes that she's been <clears throat> coming on and doing. And I know she's your life coach, and she's bomb mm-hmm. ass life coach. She will get your headspace.
1: Okay, don't let that right soft place. voice fool you. She mm-hmm. will get you all the way together and. It's just, there's amazing women out there. Cause sometimes it's intimidating. Like, well, I don't have this fancy business and I don't have all that time. And I don't have my stuff together. And I just have five kids and I got a mom bod and, you know, I'm, all the things. And it's just like, everybody's just regular people. Some people got a baby business. Some people got a fetus business. Some people got an in vitro business. Like I'm trying to get there. Some people got a teenage business. We're all at different stages and places, and there's something that you can learn, grow, share, collaborate, and it was just feel like, as I opened up, things opened up, and people opened up in ways like, you know, you have that study hall, and it was amazing, I was like, oh my gosh, you learn so much from other people, or think of something in a different way, and putting those dreams, those visions into action, even if it's little steps. And um, just as simple as calling somebody, I was like, hey, girl, I got a business. I do acupuncture. You know, I had one Facebook post. I was like, hey, y'all, I do acupuncture. Check out my page. <laughs> and I got off. And it's enough. You're enough. Um, back to the story about intentional. I, you know, moved. Anyway, everybody got boxes in their basement, if you have a basement. And sometimes pulling things out, you realize the put. The how cool stuff that you have, and it's like, wow, why am I not doing anything with this? Because now I went back and I see a purpose. I can think of I need this for dot dot dot, or I don't need this. Let me get rid of it. I would say that encourage your listeners that we all have boxes in our basement. We all have things that are lying dormant, we're not actively using, but they are useful. And then we also have things that we're carrying around as garbage that we don't need it or it's useful for somebody else. We can donate it. Always tap into you because you can only be you to really birth that gift and truly serve. I'm a better doctor when I'm authentic, when I'm myself. You know, the patients will be attracted to it or it's just I I do better when I'm joyful and I can't be something I'm not. You know, a lot of the people who trained me didn't look like me. Don't talk like me. And I had to adapt to them, frankly, the past. <laughs> you know, I had to be more like you to get through this. But I have paid the cost to be the boss, and people are gravitating towards me for who I generally am. They resonate with that authenticity because being present. And you go down in that basement and you get out that potential, girl. You got that business, this birth ready to come out. You already got probably half of it in your head. I know friends that they have courses and lectures and books sitting, waiting. The world needs it. So when I remember that the world needs what I got, it's not just for me. It'd be selfish to hoard it. So let me share it. Let me use it. Put it to use. Why keep it in the box? Taking up space in the basement so I think absolutely that's Being I don't more even attention. think
0: I need a kick of encouragement <laughs> for this episode girl you just kicked my own ass about getting my boxes out of the basement <laughs> Necca, I love you so much thank you so you much too. for coming on and sharing your lights and for just the I know the the lurker support you give me all the time I love it <laughs> You need to keep doing it, and I love that you've come out of the closet to talk to all the other lurkers because we know you're out there.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for all what you're doing and the courage that you give us and you rising above the overwhelming, the, the burnout, to create a space that we need. Yes, other people are doing things other ways, but especially for us that are in primary care, not always the high earning docs traditionally sometimes we forget get forgotten about by like the white coat investor and some of the other people it's like it's intimidating you give a very warm space that everybody counts and can be heard and we we need you and as a listener i'm saying thank you and keep it coming
2: You know, I
0: don't even know what to say. I'm sitting here editing this podcast with just pride in my heart and tears in my eyes, listening to NECA talk. I'm so touched that my journey has empowered her journey and to help that. And she already gave a whole bunch of kick of encouragements. I mean, talking about wake up calls cheat codes, micro changes. I love her clothes model about just trying things on and seeing how they fit, about taking back your power, about the boxes in the basement. Oh, I've been thinking about that one quite a bit. So if you need a kick of encouragement, re-listen, re-listen to her because I think she has so many. So instead, I just want to tell you, if I can do it, so can you. If I can move from a place of just utter brokenness, of despair, of burnout, those three things that I talk about all the time, I can talk about it so much because I intimately danced with that for a long time. But if I can move out of that dance, if I could recreate my life, find new definitions, step out, if this humble farm girl in Indiana can do it, I know that you can too. I 100% know that you can too. Whatever that is, whatever your work is in the world, medical, non-medical, partially medical, whatever, you can do it. I know, I know, I know you can do it. And if I get to be a small sentence in your story as well, I will forever, forever be grateful. As always, there's the stuff in the show notes. If you want to learn how to talk with me, work with me, I don't even care. I just want you to know you can do it. Remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.
2: the door, ten, nine, eight, six, liquid limbs and heavy lids, one, two,